Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm joined today by Eddie Yoon and we're talking super consumers. Twoquestions.tv, brief questions, deep knowledge for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business owners. Welcome to twoquestions.tv. I'm your host, Susan Barancini Mo. My guest today is Eddie Yoon, founders founder of Eddie Would Grow, a think tank advisory firm for businesses. Eddie's widely recognized as one of the world's leading experts on helping consumers find and fully monetize super consumers, these highly passionate and profitable consumers. And he's the author of this book, Super Consumers. Not a shock. <laughs> Hi, Eddie. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being here. So let's start off by making sure that the audience really understands what is a super consumer and, and how businesses can kind of strategize around, around them? And, and do they exist in service industries as well? I ask selfishly. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think I have uh, a few YouTube super consumers in my household. My 13-year-old is one and, and this and that. So, but yeah, a super consumer is someone who um, basically cares a lot about a category. So not just a brand, but the category that it stands in and spends a lot in it and that can mean spending a lot of money it can mean spending a lot of time or uh, even a little bit of your own kind of reputation as it were if you're just avidly recommending that people should be doing this then that's a telltale sign that you're a super consumer and uh, what i found is that they kind of exist in every category that i've run into so i've yet to find one that they don't exist in and so certainly um, in my career, I've been doing this for about 20 years, advising companies from the growth strategy, but uh, my last company was part of Nielsen and I had great access to big data there. So I was able to identify super consumers in every category that was anything that you bought in a store basically in any country you were there. But services can actually be far more extreme on the super consumer front, which is kind of a, a neat thing. Right? I found that the top 10% for products and goods generate about 30 to 70% of sales. But my favorite is um, if you think of like a video game as a service, so Candy Crush or casual games like that. Yeah, yeah. 0.15% of consumers of those games generate 50% of the revenue. Yeah, when I read that, it blew my mind. Incredible. Are you a casual gaming person or? <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> I might be. I, I, I kind of go, I'm not a super, super, super consumer. I go back and forth between, okay, you know, in between, you know, when I'm in standing in line or I'm waiting for something and then never having any games on my phone at all. Yeah. And it may or may not coincide with when I'm around my niece and nephew and they want to know if I have any games on my phone, but. <laughs> that, that totally resonates. Well, I, I think. <laughs> fascinating about it is that you would fit into the roughly now 132 million gamers that exist in the world which is about triple the size of gaming in the last eight years which is yeah. amazing with that and all driven off the backs of people who are very much avid fans of these categories but they've kind of pulled along a lot of other people including yourself and myself into these as well too so they and sucked our, us in <laughs> well and and so um because what most most of my guests don't know, I spend most of my time, this is just a side thing, I spend most of my time as an executive coach. So sure. do we have super consumers? Oh yeah, yeah. We I, do? I, we absolutely do. And I think I think it's um, at, at the uh, most kind of basic level, it's 
you know, whenever you've given feedback to people, there are the people who are like, can you give me more? Can I come back next week? Can you tell me more about what <laughs> Or those folks, yes. <laughs> there are those folks that exist out there. And then eventually I think that there are, some of them uh, do convert into people who are, you know what? I, I so value feedback and at the, at the core of it is self-improvement. And, you know, not only are they going to get it where they can for free, but they'll pay for it um, in many cases. And I think, you know, executive coaching is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. And that I think, um, you know, it's, it's some categories, the super consumerness is expressed in um, how much you consume at a given moment. So Halloween is coming up and there's a lot of candy that's consumed. Yeah. <laughs> something, like, um, something like coaching or counseling or other kind of like, you know, advisory self-improvement services. It might actually be expressed in the duration with which you do it because some of these aren't just, you know, you don't automatically stick around forever. So some of those might be done that way. I'm, I'm a big uh, marital counseling super consumer. If <laughs> disclosing too much information is this about scissors is this a well is this <laughs> i actually read your book a lot of guests a lot of hosts don't do that but i read your book there are scissors issues in the marriage <laughs> well, i will credit my not getting upset with my wife spending a hundred dollars on scissors or so with the marital counseling which comes back to you know yes there are scissors of coaching because yeah, I, I just, I just think though, like I probably would fit into your bucket there, because like, I, I think that you value when when you had a taste of feedback and you apply it and it works, you're hooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I suspect that those people uh, exist within your executive coaching, and they're probably the ones that are referring lots of people to come to you or others mm -hmm. in the first place and stuff. And so, so absolutely yes. Very interesting. Okay, and, and that that was the question that was on my. I was like, okay, I can see as I read their book. I'm like, I can see how this would work for you know, a product, I get it. Yeah. And it helps to kind of play it out for a service. That makes a lot of sense. So you wrote this article that I read um, on Inc.com um, about the fund to tour ratio. Mm -hmm. And in the book you talked about it as well. What is that? And can you kind of explain how businesses take advantage of that? Yeah. So it's my simple shorthand, like there's a lot of fancy frameworks that exist around you know, how you think about building your business plan or your brand plan. And my fun to tour ratio, you just think of it as F divided by C, right? It's how much fun are you providing to the consumer and user in your total experience, you know, shopping to using whatever beyond that. And how much of a chore have you made it for them to actually do all of these things? And so like, I think of like retail as a great example of this. So uh, two retailers that have done a marvelous job with this is, you know, Costco, um, you know, shopping at a big box store, not the most pleasant thing. You get a parking is hard, it's crowded and this and that and long checkout lines, but those samples sure make up for it, right? And that samples, that was, that's lunch. There <laughs> you know, is such a thing as free lunch, kind of sort of the cost, right? But it, it what they've really done masterfully is uh, the samples are fun, the TVs that you walk into are fun, you know, the the new um, 
you know, they're so good at um, their buyers at fun categories and brands that you wouldn't have expected. And so they really made up for the fact, I think acknowledging the fact that you're shopping in a warehouse. Yes. It's not the most pleasant thing. In the, I mean, it was designed for businesses, not for consumers, right? Yeah. Um, they've added so much fun that it's just, you know, there's, there are major Costco super consumers. And Trader Joe's is the opposite of that. It's a very small square format. And you know, they've decided on our behalves of, you know, some of these categories of food and beverage you don't really need. It's the Jedi mind trick of these aren't the foods that you're looking for. <laughs> just a big old snack store, right? It's got yeah. loads of chocolate and candy and chips and fun things to consume. And the chore factor is great because it's such a small footprint and this line is long, they ring a bell. And so like every business, I, you know, you've got two radically different companies killing it completely different ways because their their equations on the fun divided by chore are vastly different and so if what i always tell businesses of any kind if you have a fun to chore ratio your category does and um, the best outcome is if you can move both right you increase the fun and reduce the chore but at a minimum um, what you are probably better off doing is just being different like a lot of companies are very fixated on one part of the equation, the denominator or the numerator. They're just like, oh, it's all about chore reduction. Like Amazon is a great example of, um, you know, they have made shopping so easy, so fixated on the chore part. But you know what? In my opinion, not particularly a fun thing it's to shop. Not, it's not. No, I agree. Huh. So somebody who can mimic their chore reduction but add a fun element to it would be yeah. really disruptive to somebody who you know, most people are like, well, there's no one who can compete with Amazon. But you know, if you understand how they're choosing to win, then it opens up a lot of options for you to do different things. So. You know, that's interesting. Yesterday I was listening to NPR and I was listening to this show where they were talking about Sears and how Sears used to be what Amazon is today. And remember you'd get that catalog and you would, you could buy anything in that catalog, even a house that you would put together like Lincoln Logs. And you know, there, there, I just, as I was listening to that, I thought, oh, that sounds like so much fun. And, and then when I was reading your book and I was reading the article, I thought, oh yeah, I, that's really, that's exactly it, right? Like, yeah, fun. And Amazon's not fun, but would it surprise you to know, I divide all my household shopping between Trader Joe and Costco. <laughs> You're speaking to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know what? Um, what you just described explains why so many mainstream grocers are having such a hard time, right? Because they have—they're not winning on fun, and they're not winning on tour. And the, yeah. the people, I think, going forward, uh, many large, reputable businesses will not exist in 10, 15, 20 years because, you know, in an age of abundance, um, in, you're going to pick a place that you enjoy shopping or just made life easier or is doing both for you and stuff. And it's going to happen in retail. It's going to happen in all kinds of services industries. It's happening in all, you know, it's, you just see it over and over again. And that's part of the thing that I think is, you know, in media with Netflix and HBO oh, yeah. disrupting traditional linear TV. Right. I mean, it's what is, could be more chores, um, Powerful. I don't know if that's a word or not, but by sitting there and having to flip through commercials or, you know, like there's a whole set of things that um, it, I, I just like it because it's a shorthand way of explaining what's working and what's not in every category. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. And so there you go, viewers. Look at your fun to tour ratio. 
you could be a disruptor in this area. Amazing, really interesting stuff. I feel like I could keep you here a long time asking you a lot more questions, but you know I only get two, so you'll have to come back. Will you come back? I would love it, all right. Great, great. <laughs> Low chores. <laughs> well, Eddie, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really interesting. Thank you so much for having me again. My pleasure. All right, viewers, this is the book, Super Consumers, available on Amazon, and we will have links to this book in the show notes for today. So thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. This has been twoquestions.tv. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, learn more about the show, the guests, and our host, Susan Barancini-Mo, visit us at www.twoquestions.tv.